previously on the campaign trail. Yes. Yes. You all tumble through the mirror and you fall a few feet and hit the floor with varying degrees of dexterity, I'm sure. I won't make you roll. Uh, because Alzar's magic mirror, as you may remember, was hung above her fireplace. Uh, and so you have all tumbled out. You see Alza standing above you, open-mouthed, wide-eyed, small magic mirror against her ear as a muffled voice is coming from behind it. But she says, I'll call you back. She puts her mirror away and goes, What the fuck? Uh, so give yourselves a short rest. First of all, we can have a short rest as a as treat because it's been a couple of hours since you fell through the mirror uh, and you're all sat in Gorlax. Has stopped yelling at us yet? I think so, yes. Uh, you're all sat in <laughs> Gorlax's office. You've got sort of blankets around your shoulders, hot tea in hands, that kind of thing. And Tilda's got some fancy biscuits. Uh, oh, lovely. Uh, Gorlock is kind of stood by the window, looking out over the city, and Alzar's at the desk, sort of writing notes uh, as you've been kind of uh, telling her, like, keep getting her up to date on what's been happening. And uh, as a kind of summing up, Gorlock turns around and says, So, you think this uh, Malzar person is here in Parliament Hexagon? Yep. Either here, or by the look of it, up on the moon, which is very strange. Yes. Could be either. Yes. Somebody's on the moon. And it's not. And they said. God. They said something about destroying democracy. Hmm. You can't just take democracy away in one fell swoop, though. She must have some sort of plan. What do we know about what she's been doing? Let, let's brainstorm. But she's been. Well, she's basically been running Mark Shafos's company. Um, and she's been turning people into robots with glass eyes. Uh. I think Golok is like writing this on a board, like mirrors, <laughs> glass eyes. Yes, uh, she claims that she is the descendant of the mother who mm-hmm. threw themselves into space. Who? That one. Everyone's yeah. favourite. Yes. Golok writes moon, space, monarch, question mark. Yes, <laughs> the space monarch. Yes. Um, we went inside the network and there were lines like linking everyone to everyone but there were also lines going to the moon hmm. which I think means there are magic mirrors on the moon well there's at least one uh, the legend says that the uh, that the old monarch took a mirror of them but uh, uh, yes so there's yeah so I don't understand when were magic mirrors invented well you know the magic mirrors have been around for a long time but the uh, the network technology is fairly recent uh, ten or so years ago uh, so, but, but uh, you know, magic mirrors have always been part of sort of uh, necromancy for a long, long time. So, how on earth have they managed to set up a, 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 a I don't know, what's the word? A connection? A link? A conversation with the moon? Well, it would take a long time to establish such a connection. Uh, I mean, like, Malzah would have to be hundreds of years old for... Oh. Uh, yes. Right. <laughs> Uh, sorry, I did uh, t- do a, uh, a a brief um, uh, court. I had a uh, night school in uh, uh, 
uh, basic necromancy as part of my uh, studies at university. Um, <laughs> um, no, it's a, you know, it's all, always part of the syllabus. Can, can I ask a quick question? Is there yes. not any legislation around these sorts of things? Oh yes, yes, yes. Uh, well, necromancy is generally frowned upon, and uh, many forms of it are, are directly sort of banned because you know, messing with people's you know dead bodies and dead relatives, it can be very um, uncomfortable for Thank many you. people. Uh, as a result, you know, many forms of necromancy are banned. It was only after they had already established the wide network of uh, magic mirrors that it was uh, announced that it was based on necromancy. At that point, it was too late to just, to, you know, dismantle such a system. Hmm. Can we can we move the system onto the moon, being powered by something that isn't necromancy? <laughs> I well, have a question. Yes. Is there any form? Is there any of a form of necromancy that isn't illegal? Well, possibly forms that nobody knows about. It is a rather secretive uh, school of magic. Never mind. I was trying to get some investigation there, but it didn't oh, seem to work. T- t- tell me your uh, your theory. Well, I, I I I thought if there was somewhere in in Parliament Hexagon where necromancy was ongoing, that would be the best place to look. Surely. Uh, that's, that's good thinking. Um, I have my moments. <laughs> Alas, these evil times should be ours, I suppose. Uh, I mean, if we if we don't do something, if she you know, comes to power, then even winning the election will be meaningless if some crowned fool takes all the power for themselves. Uh, Alzar perks up and says, I'm concerned about this business with these glass ghosts and soul jars. What's going on there? How is she controlling them? There were some white strings in them. Like they were puppets. Ah, yes. But uh, did you see anything? Did she have any kind of um, necromantic tools? Did she have a wand? Did, did, Did she have a bell? I think she had a bell. A bell? Hmm. Yeah. How big was this bell? I think she had a bell. I mean, well, Pelicos had a bell, and who could use it to scare zombies? Not zombies, yeah. Yes, they've still got it. Away. Yes. Hmm. But uh, how, how how many of these glass ghosts do you think she has? I think there were quite a lot after us. Six hmm. or something. Yes, I mean, I mean like, to me, it's not. I don't see dead people every day. Yeah, necromantic bells. They're they're not. I mean, they're potent, but like they're, they're st- they tend to be quite small, and to control that many uh, ghosts at once... Are you saying that well, she has her hands on a big bell? Yeah, you'd need a bell the size of... Uh... Large Len? <laughs> and I, I think you all sort of turn towards the, the uh, window. Ah. Is it lunchtime? <laughs> It's uh, one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's lar- that makes it second lunchtime. Larger, Len. The new tower. It was just finished the other day. No one's been allowed in. Hmm. If Marzar's got right. a large necromantic bell, that's the place to put it. But how did, how did she afford such a large bell? Did she I mean, crowdfund for it? <laughs> well, if she put like a five or the high interest account like four hundred years ago, oh, probably yeah, that's probably right. Yeah. Probably have quite <laughs> a lot of money. Yes. If I have a perfect time travel, I'll be rich. 
Uh, Golak goes behind his desk and he sort of fishes for something underneath it. And uh, a moment later, he draws out a staff. It's made of polished redwood with a shining uh, ruby atop. Uh, and uh, he sort of dances his hands across it and says, It's been a long time since I've had to use this, but for up against an undead necromantic monarch, I suppose we'll need to do everything we can. Gorlak, Gorlak, do you do the magic zabby zappy things? Yes, I'm a sorcerer. Why didn't you tell us the scene earlier? We could have used this while campaigning. Oh, I thought it'd be quite bad press. You, you definitely not had enough of that. <laughs> yes, I mean, there's one thing being a goblin, there's another thing being a, a magic goblin. People kind of frowned upon that. Uh, although, uh, Pelicos, it gives you like a high five. Yes! <laughs> Sorcery, bro. Yes! <laughs> no five! <laughs> side to side! <laughs> uh, make a uh, performance check. <laughs> oh, well, Gorlak rule the three. That's, um, a, that's a base 15, so... <laughs> well, it's... Uh, Gorlak kind of flails a little bit. No, that's in character, that's <laughs> fine. Uh, uh, Alza says, I don't know if this is entirely wise. You could be Prime Minister by tomorrow evening. Can't go off fighting necromancers. Well, I've been letting my friends do all the fighting for too long. I have these powers. I should, it's time I use them for good rather than hiding away. Come on, friends. I need to go and get my robes. Uh, g- give you me one robes. second. Yes, they're very crunchy. Are they, um, are, are they like red and velvety? And... Oh, yes. <laughs> they're very stylish. I They've bet. got a big collar as well. Uh, he hurries out, looking a little too excited to be putting his uh, uh, sorcery uh, back in place again. I'm slightly worried about him. I think we might have to look after him if he's coming adventuring. I think we should stand in front of him. He is quite yes. small. That should be quite easy. Uh, Alza pipes off and says, Yes, we need a plan. You three have done this adventuring before. Let's talk strategy. Uh, what do we do? Call for help? Go it alone? Well, usually... I think we should go up large length and have a fog around. Yeah, we usually <laughs> run in head first and then figure it out. Yes. Hmm. Yes. Seems to work. These glass ghosts. You've defeated them in the mirror world, but uh, I can't believe they're gone for good. A soul jar tends to be quite uh, difficult. I mean, you can knock out the body, but the soul remains trapped in them. I mean, you need to be able to break them with something need some sort of hammer some sort of magical hammer at that um i think everyone turns to pelicos <laughs> <laughs> what you've got a magical hammer on your head oh yes i keep forgetting about that i just just because i, I can't see it you know <laughs> you as a sight on top it. of mind <laughs> <laughs> all right uh we need to um get a few supplies together if we're going to do this and she like presses her little intercom and goes Joff get in here Joff Joff Joff, where is that boy I'm sure he'll turn up Uh, she uh, boops the little intercom again and goes "Uh, Amelia where's Joff and then you hear a voice "Uh, sorry Alzar Joff left about an hour ago he looked quite upset about something like really really upset Alzar looks at you guys and goes any ideas? We didn't make him uh, try this time. Not yet. Hmm. Well, Pelicos, you, you seem to be uh, good friends with him. Where, where, uh, what could be uh, getting his goat? Um. Well, he was hanging around with um, um, another bunch of adventurers earlier. 
Oh, yes. I thought he was on our side, though. Well, I had him doing that as a kind of spy. Yes, he does have sneaky written across the back of his jacket. Oh, really? I hadn't noticed. Yes. Um, uh, I don't know. Well, I'm sure he'll turn up at some dramatically appropriate time. Um, <laughs> uh, the doors fly open and Gorlak strides in, wearing his long, velvety red robes. Uh, they've got a little Fable Party logo on the breast that Cute. looks to have been stitched on fairly recently. Uh, they've got like those long uh, sleeves that kind of droop down, uh, and uh, he uh, he's wearing a little uh, circlet as well. And uh, he... oh, he looks so cute! Yes, I, I think the robes are a little bit too big for him. That and, kind of uh, adds to the effect, though. Yeah. Yeah. He says, uh, "These belong to uh, my mother, and they belong to her father, and uh, her, uh, and uh, and his uh, mother, and uh, so on and so forth. Back in time, it was uh, a family heirloom, and it's uh, <coughs> a little bit dusty. <coughs> uh, but uh, yes, uh, Alzar uh, told me that it would uh, look silly if I wore this on the campaign trail. So I've been there. Uh, I think mm, it would look incredible. It would definitely add to your brand." <laughs> well, uh, let's see how we can survive this election campaign. Uh, we need to get this uh, Morak business sorted and fast. The election is tomorrow, and I'm willing to bet she's going to interfere with it somehow. She better not do it. I've got some beds laid myself. <laughs> you can't bet on the uh, election. Really? Oh, it's that time in Gambler's Grave. It's got to you. <laughs> well, then... Uh, but ethics, Pelicos, ethics. <laughs> we talked about this. Who was she? <laughs> you know, the second one that Gretchen hooked up with in the forest of Mean. Oh, yes. <laughs> very, very strong Morocco. Yes, not my type. Uh, Golak says, uh, Right, I'm going to go and uh, get us a nice uh, horse and buggy to get us there a double quick time. And uh, he uh, sweeps out of the room. And uh, you go to follow, but Alzar kind of like stops you and says, "If he gets himself killed, I'll kill him." After all the effort I put into getting him here, by-elections don't just come around randomly, you know. And then leadership elections, well, they're even rarer. What are you implying? I, I can't hear party. an implication at all. No, no, that wasn't the implication. No, that was an outright confession. I okay. <laughs> Um, oh, cool. I love this party. Neat. I'll do anything to defend it. The old ways weren't working. I need somebody in place who's had the scent of change about him. I needed somebody who would listen to advice and not just blow it off thinking they knew better. I needed someone who could rally a whole new demographic to our cause. And then you can see her looking at a map of the um, country uh, with uh, certain populations kind of marked out in green. And uh, she smiles to herself and picks up a cup of tea and then looks over at you and goes, Good luck, by the way. Oh, thank you. That means a lot coming from you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you guys going to get anything uh, in terms of your preparations? I'm going to restring my loot. <laughs> Good thinking. Can I put a special? I'm going to eat a couple more biscuits. <laughs> so with a short rest, do I have my spell slots back, or is that a long rest? Um, um, long... I think it's a long, long rest for your spell slots. Right, okay, I've stuff. <laughs> nope, not uh, sorcerer warlock. That's the one. Warlock. I know the I know the rules. Okay. <laughs> 
how are you doing on spell slots? Uh, not bad. Okay. Not bad. I can cast a few yet. Yeah. And Golak has some spell slots as well. And I have some sorcery points, which is nice. Excellent. So, uh, Golak drives you through the city on a little uh, horse and buggy. It's a little... Um, it's like a tiny unicorn is pulling it. Um, and it looks... It's like a sort of cross between a unicorn and a pony. It's a ponycorn. Um, <laughs> it's kind of trotting through the, the, the late night snow. Um, you can see a lot of the election day preparations are going up. Uh, you pass several polling stations that are closed until sunrise. Uh, but some people have already started to camp outside them. Uh, most of them goblins, you see. Um, eventually you reach the Houses of Parliament and you crane your necks to see the large Blackstone Tower of Larger Len. Uh, compared to the original Large Len, where the House of Lords in, it's gigantic. Uh, this tower looks like it was carved from a black obelisk. It has a clock face that tells you the time. It's about half past one in the morning. Uh, there is a door in the black wall, small and unadorned, and you probably wouldn't have noticed it if Gorak hadn't pointed it out to you. Uh, he sort of walks up, and uh, you see he's looking a little nervous. Uh, you know, well, I hope this was the right decision. And he's kind of like wringing his hands a little bit. You don't have to come with us. You could stay with the ponycorn. No, no, I made a decision. I have to do, I have to do something. Well, make sure you stay behind us, because uh, you're the one who needs to run the country tomorrow night. I'm glad you believe in me. You know, well, sometimes I, I, I don't believe it myself sometimes. I feel like somebody's, you know, been pushing me and pulling the strings outside of my vision, but I can't quite see who it could be. Cobblers. Cobblers? I knew it. Yeah. Those shoemakers. <laughs> they, they make shoes. They, they don't... They've been leading my steps all this time. <laughs> I think that your steps are very admirable, and I am proud of them on this campaign trail, however this goes. Aww. Uh, Roly, um, performance check, Dareth, or persuasion, whichever you prefer. Do, 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 26. Okay, cool. Performance. Uh, yeah, everybody take some bardic inspiration. Oh, lovely. Yeah. It's definitely... It's Definitely the cobblers. We've got no souls. Oh. <laughs> They're total heels. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Golak kind of uh, looks up the road and down the road just to make sure nobody's watching, and then he plants his little staff against the door, and slowly it opens with a kind of grinding of stone. Uh, there's a glow of green light that springs from his hands, and shoots through the staff, and then illuminates the co- corridor belong. Sorry, I'm boring you. It's half past one in the morning, and I. Oh, oh, fair. Yeah, fair. Uh, within, you find a wide open space, uh, square and seemingly empty, uh, as if the entire ground floor of the tower had been cleared out. Uh, there are sort of pillars holding up a lofty ceiling, and a central chimney that vanishes into utter darkness. Uh, there are many chandeliers hanging from the ceiling with thick black chains hung- hanging them in place and the chains kind of run down the pillars and are kind of stamped into the floor. Uh, as the door closes behind you, Gorlak sort of keeps a light spell on the end of his um, uh, staff and then sort of sends it out uh, to little um, torches that are on the pillars. 
Uh, at the far end of the chamber, you see a set of stairs, and uh, tracing them with your eyes, you see they go all the way around the room in a sort of spiral before vanishing up into the next story. I want to go up the stairs. Is... I kind of want to swing off the chandeliers. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> just, just for the hell of it. Aren't you a little short for a chandelier swing? <laughs> um, Gorlak says... Size matters not. Is this, um... Is this not a little too creepy for you? I, w- I was expecting there to be, you know, some ghosts or something here waiting for this, us. This is not creepy compared to some of the things that we have seen oh. on our, in our work. Fair Although enough. it is quite quiet. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we, 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 we can handle any, anything that comes at us, I'm sure. Yeah, you stand behind us. Okay, yes. Uh, can you all make a dexterity saving throw? Yeah. Sixteen. Ooh. Sixteen, you're good. Non-natural 15. twenty. You're good. What did you get? Non-natural 15. twenty. Oh. Fifteen. Oh, a crossbow bolt comes slamming into your chest and you take oh. seven points of piercing damage. Oh. My yeah. shirt! <laughs> oh no! Oh, Already? Uh, is, this, is this the same shirt as earlier, or did you change? <laughs> I did get a change of clothing, so oh. <laughs> it's a new shirt and it's already got a hole in it. Oh, oh dear! We're just going to have to make them with holes in. That would save time. You always were a master of fashion, weren't you, Mister Pelagos? Uh, from behind one of the pillars, three figures emerge. There's a man with big bushy hair, a tight pair of trousers and a glowing flute. Behind him is a gnome with a handlebar moustache, a hunting helmet and and next to him a very sneaky looking rogue. It's Anderson, Sir Fletcher and Joff. Oh good, all three of you in one place. That's all our favourite thing. Anderson says, well, well, it's just as I suspected, you lot. Now you are in trouble. Caught red-handed. <laughs> You'll all be behind bars for this. Working with a necromancer, perverting the course of the election. We won't let that stand, you know. Could I cast dissonant whispers on him? Sure. Uh... It's just, fuck off, fuck off, fuck off, fuck off, fuck off. <laughs> it's a wisdom save. It is, Sixteen. Well, he saves. Fuck. Oh. Does he take half damage or? Let me just double check. Yeah. Yeah. So he. Ooh, that's nice. He takes fifteen points of psychic. Ooh. Youch. Uh. Yeah. He he like staggers back from that and looks a little angry. Uh, Sir Fletcher says, I say, Sir Anderson, calm yourself down, man. We shall vanquish these vagabonds. And uh, Joff looks. At you, Pelicost, he looks kind of dark. His eyes are kind of puffy and red, as if he's been crying. And his hand is sort of on his short sword, shaking with kind of barely concealed rage. And he just kind of glares at you. And what's got up with you, eh? Cry, baby. <laughs> Ooh, make an intimidation check. <laughs> Nine. Okay. Uh, he just looks more angry at you and goes, as if you didn't know. No, I don't know. 
Uh, Anderson says, uh, "Let's uh, let's solve this like uh, civilized people," and uh, he shoots an arrow at Dareth. Oh, uh, fifteen versus AC. Ow. Uh, ten points of piercing damage. Jeez. Can you all roll for initiative? I am done being <laughs> civilized. Uh, two. Two. I am also done being civilized, but apparently <laughs> I have no initiative. Twenty-one. Um, Ooh. Fourteen. Okay, Sir Fletcher goes next. Uh, goes first, even. Uh, and he is going to uh, use a surprise attack. Uh, on Tilda. Uh, 19 versus AC. Oh, that hits. Uh, so that's 8 points of piercing damage. Ouch, ouch, ouch. Uh, next in the order is Pelikos. Yes, it's, I think it's time for Agonazar's Scorcher. Ooh. Ooh, that sounds fancy. What does that Which do? Is a line of roaring flame, 30 feet long and 5 feet wide, which you might remember. Um, so that's uh, searing straight towards Sir Fletcher. Ooh, okay. Does he have to make a save? He does indeed. It's a dexterity 14. Uh, two, so no. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, he will take... Bernie. A very nice 3d8 fire damage. Ooh. 15 points of fire damage. Youch. Yeah, I think you singe his shirt. <laughs> he doesn't look happy about that. And then uh, I shall. Uh, using movement, I shall dash in towards him. Ooh. Gorlak goes next. Oh, yes! Good small goblin doing things. Uh, he casts True Strike on Anderson. Uh, this means you extend your hand and point a finger at a target in range. Uh, your magic grants you a brief insight into the target's defences. On your next turn, game advantage on your first tackle against the target. Okay, yeah, so next time, Gorak will get advantage against Anderson. Uh, Dareth, you're up. I would like many things in this world. <laughs> um, I'm going to do a little bit of um, Maximilian's urban grasp around um, what's his ass? What's his ass? Uh, Anderson. Anderson, okay. Uh, what do, uh, is that a save on my part again? It's a strength save. Uh, 11, I imagine, is that going to do it? Does not save. Give me a couple of seconds to work out the oh, damage. Look, it'll be 12, because he's got questions. I'll be back, <laughs> I hope. So he takes a grand total of 9 bludgeoning damage. And he's also mm-hmm. restrained by this mm-hmm. hand that rises up from the base of the tower to caress him gently, yet menacingly. Anderson goes next. I assume he has to it's, use... It's um, strength check against my spell save DC. Okay. 
Uh, that will be... Ugh, ten. No, so no. He is a stuck boy. Uh, he is still restrained. Uh, can he do things that don't require movement? Um, does not say. Um, he's going to cast Vicious Mockery on you. Oh, meanie. Uh, he's going to say, Darth Moonbeam, even your parents hated you. Nobody likes your music. Your songs are shit. Uh, are you trying to surprise do... me? <laughs> can you do a wisdom saving throw? Yeah, okay. Two. Okay. You're going to take seven points of psychic damage. Ow. As you are viciously mocked. Joff goes next. Uh, he's going to dash towards Pelikos and do a sneak attack. And that's a th- 17 versus AC. 17 does indeed hit, I think. So that would be... It's a nice round 20 points of slashing damage. With uncanny dodge. That's down to ten, yes. Yes. Uh, as he's attacking you, uh, you get the feeling that like he's like really swinging his sword with all his might and anger. And uh, he sort of leans in close to you as he's got his like sword like right up against yours as you're like trying to block him back. He goes, I saw him, Pelikos, in the mirror. I saw Conway. He told me what you did. I was so convinced I was responsible for his death, but it turns out it was you. He told me how you lured him to the ooze. He told me that Gorlak gave him the order. I can't believe I let myself trust you after all these years. I can't believe you believe that, bollocks. (laughs) In the mirror, his ghost came to me. He told me not to trust you. He told me the goblin was a betrayer. It wasn't my fault. It wasn't my fault. Do you believe everything you see in the mirror? Because it's usually the wrong way round. <laughs> uh, can you roll a persuasion check for me, Pelicos? Fifteen. Okay, uh, you notice he... He stumbles a little bit, but kind of rallies himself again and is still looking fairly pedo. Uh, I don't know why I said it like that. Uh, Tilda, it's your go. Right, um, who was restrained? Uh, Anderson. Right, I'm going to take two shots at Anderson with my longbow because he really pisses me off. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> he's, just, he's so fucking annoying. And uh, he can't so you'll move, get so advantage. So do I get some kind of advantage because he can't Yeah, dodge? so you'll have to roll four times. <laughs> okay, I can do that. So, okay. Okay, 18. Hits. 16. Hits. That's right. Roll them bones. Okay, nine. Oof. Yeah, you stick him with an arrow. Um, he looks very annoyed, uh, and, and he like uh, barks out with a kind of "Ah, you fucker! I hate you! You're the worst! You can't even sing." That's true. I can't <laughs> sing. I sing very, very bad. Would you like me to sing right now? No, please. I uh, uh, high on the hills, lonely goat for you. Lay on, lay on, Is this upsetting you yet? <laughs> yes, uh, Tilda. <laughs> Play some old songs. Play some old songs. Play Freebird. Um, <laughs> uh, Sir Fletcher goes next, and I think he sees you making this um, sing song, and uh, he uh, 
raises his bow and uh, you see a shining light and he fires uh, the arrow into the sky and a volley is going to come at all of you. Can you make a dexterity saving throw? 17. Uh, you're good. 13? Nope. Yeah. 13. Nope. Okay. Oh, dear. Uh, oh, I'll do one for Gorlak as well. 15, he's good. Okay, so uh, Pelikos and Dareth, you're going to take 10 points of piercing damage as some arrows come zooping down upon you. I can dodge that. Yeah. Uh, Pelikos, it is your go. Having a go at Mr. Fledger again. Of course you are. Is anyone else close to me now? or? Uh, yeah, I think Joff's like, near to you. Um, oh, he's, he's hardly oh, on, well, um, on my side, is he? Uh, I'll say that Tilda's still near to you. And Gorlak. Uh, well, Gorlak, don't come back close. Um, <laughs> right, in which case, hopefully... Let's get you, yeah. mister. Oh, that is a 24. Yeah, that hits. So, with Green Flame Blade. Ooh. As usual. I like Green Flame Blade. <laughs> Um, the actual damage from the sword is 9, 12, 14, Jesus. 17. Jesus. I'm going to need a calculator. <laughs> and from the green flame blade is oh, just three points more, but okay. the then it goes spinning off and hits Anderson as well. Okay, cool. How much does he take? Seven. Oof. Uh, Anderson's looking bloodied at this point. Good. Uh, Gorlak goes next. And he is going to cast... Uh, he casts Blade Ward. Uh, so you can trip. Uh, you extend your hand and trace a sigil of a warding in the air until the end of your next turn. You have a resistance against bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage dealt by attack weapons. And as a bonus action, he's going to attack Anderson, with against whom he has advantage. And that's good that he has advantage, because that was a natural 20 on his second roll. And with his um, quarterstaff, uh, he's going to do a bash... Uh, he does six points of damage. Oh, no, uh, 12, that'll be then. 12 points of damage. Cool. Uh, Dareth, you're up. Hello. Um, I would like... How's Joff doing? Joff's still looking pretty peaky. I mean, he's still looking angry, and but he's looking slightly more confused, I think, and conflicted at this point. I'm going to cast Charm Person. Ooh! Oh, okay. good call. Mm-hmm. Uh, wisdom save? Christmas save? Wisdom. Uh, three, so. <laughs> hey, pal. Hey, buddy. It's okay. Uh, he looks at you and goes, But the ghost of Conway, he said that. Sometimes ghosts lie. Sometimes yes. things happen. Blame is not something we can deal with easily. You don't want to be doing this. Uh, he lowers his sword and. Uh, I want to hit your friend, but I don't want to hit you. <laughs> uh, he lowers his sword, and uh, you can see like tears rolling down his cheek at this point. Um, he's not looking uh, too invested in the battle. 
I give him a hug. Oh, make a charisma check. Fourteen. Oh, okay. Yeah, he he like he he puts a hand on your head and pats your head awkwardly. Uh, Anderson goes next. He looks infuriated. He goes, "What are you doing, Joff? You're supposed to be on our side. Don't you remember what they did to your friend? They made you kill him. Remember? They forced you to do it." Uh, but he doesn't look convinced. And uh, Anderson's going to make another strength save. Uh, and it gets a 19, oh, so I imagine yeah, that's, that's yeah. going to do it. Uh, he is going to... He's going to cast Charm Person on Dareth. Oh. Make a wisdom saving throw. Oh. It's not very original. This may surprise you. Dareth isn't very wise. <laughs> Neither's Anderson, so... Six. Oh my god, you just failed! <laughs> Uh, okay, so Dareth is now charmed by Anderson, who hey, says... I like your... Codpiece? Codpiece? No, that's not Dareth's <laughs> style. No, that's not. <laughs> it's my hair, my beard. Very it's good. It's all very stylish. It is. I never noticed this about you before. I'm having a lot of confusing feelings. Anderson's yes. very uncharming. I have a much better shirt than Pelicos, wouldn't you agree? Oh yes, definitely. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Uh, is always ripped. Joff goes next. Artistically. He's going. Okay, he turns and he lashes out at Anderson. And Why are he... you hurting my new best friend? <laughs> uh, he gets an 18. And it's going to count as a sneak attack because Anderson was not expecting this. Neither was I. And takes 13 points of damage. Uh, Anderson's looking pretty bad off now. And with his second attack, uh, um, Joff is going to fire his light crossbow at Sir Fletcher. Yay, Joff! Uh, 15, which meets beats. Uh, 12 points of damage. Uh, Sir Fletcher is now looking bloodied. Uh, Tilda, it's your go. Um, I don't like what Anderson's done to my friend Derek. Um, I think he's a creep. Um, the chandeliers are on metal chains. Yes, they are. Right. Uh, I'm going to fire lightning arrow at the chandeliers to see if I can bring them down on Anderson and Ooh, Fletcher. I like this. Uh, make an attack roll. Oh, I'm going to give you a point of inspiration, actually, so take advantage, because I really like this idea. 18. Yeah, that's going to do it. Yeah. Um, they're going to make dexterity saving throws to try and avoid it. Uh, Anderson gets a 5, so that's a no. And uh, so Fletcher gets a 7, so that's a no. Oh, well, um, electrified chandelier on their heads. Roll your damage for the uh, lightning arrows. 13. Okay, cool. And now roll some bludgeoning damage. Uh, let's call it 2d6. 2d6 bludgeoning damage. 10. 10. Bloody hell. Uh, Anderson's looking really bad, and so is Sir Fletcher. Uh, I think they are both they're both prone at this point, uh, trapped under the um, what you look at the, the chandelier. Uh, that was tremendously satisfying. <laughs> uh, Sir Fletcher's next. He's going to try and make a strength save to try and get out from under here. 
10. I don't think he's going to do it. So he like tries to stand up and then he's just pushed back down by it. Uh, I think he's like ranting. He says, no, must I, I, I say, I say, I say, I, you, you stopped me from resurrecting my lord, my thatch. I, you, I will not have my dreams squashed by an orphaned halfling. Why can't you just know your place? I do know my place and my place is above you. <gasps> have you uh, seen the light yet, Sir Fletcher? <laughs> Pelicos, it is your go. Plummeting towards him. <laughs> Pelicos, it's your go. Right, well, gosh, there's no fun in this. They're both stuck. <laughs> I shall lean. I shall lean close to Sir Fletcher. So that he can see my smile. <laughs> and I shall say, can your mother sew? Um, yes. Get to the stitch this. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> and here comes the hammer. <laughs> oh! <laughs> right. Plus, oh, that's a natural 19. Yeah, so that's going to hit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's 3d6 plus 3 bludgeoning. Oh, he's only got 3 hit points left. Yeah, you... <laughs> you bonk and he falls down unconscious. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm a little disappointed that I didn't get to take him out, but that was very satisfying. <laughs> Golak goes next, and he's going to cast a firebolt at Anderson. He's just like, fuck this guy. <laughs> uh, oh, that's a natural 20. And again, Anderson has like 10 hit points left, so I think that's going to... Yeah, it just goes... And, uh, I snap out of it and I say, can somebody explain to me why I was asking Anderson how he became the best musician ever? <laughs> there wow. was some magical shindiggery. It's all right now. Well, he was, a, he was as thick as a brick, wasn't he? Hey, well done. Oh, I'm getting all the puns today. <laughs> Golak says, right, well, that was annoying. Uh, it's almost as like if... working for you. Ah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I put you all through this uh, stuff. I, yes. Well, come on. Uh, let's get up these stairs. I think we should. I think we should have a fire ice. Uh, I will no, definitely. Uh, I, 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 I second. I second this motion. Yes, possibly even a promotion. Uh, nice cushy desk. I think desk we should also perhaps. unionize. You're not already. Is there I a political union? I don't think that union? was in the character starting package. Ah. <laughs> Um, as you sort of head for the stairs, uh, you see somebody is already stood at the top of the stairs waiting for you. You see a woman dressed in blue robes carrying a tall oak staff. She glowers at Gorlak and you all recognise her as Tarmac Goodlands, the Prime Minister. Uh, That's not who I was expecting. Is she in on this as well? When they said you'd be here, Gorlak, I didn't believe them. Well, I suppose this takes the biscuit. To think the oh, honourable... Would, like, would you like a biscuit? Don't offer uh, a no, biscuit. No, 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 don't waste your biscuits on them. The honourable Gorlak the Betrayer. Take a biscuit. <laughs> Working with the evil warlock? <laughs> this is a new low. Gorlak looks a little stunned. He's like, I, I'm not working with... I'm not working with Maltor, you are! Don't be childish. I think you've got this the wrong way round. We're standing against Malzar. 
Hmm, a likely story. I've seen the evidence for myself. Perhaps you'll... Did you see it in the magic mirror? Because as Pelicross pointed out, mirrors show things back. The wrong way round. I saw it in the real world. And she pushes open the door behind her and says, Perhaps your little gang would like to see the evidence for themselves. And she goes in through the door and sort of holds it open for you. Well, after you, please. Um, through the door, you find I yourselves... I am Pelicos McGallant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you find yourselves in an incredibly bright room. As a sort of white fire burning all around, refracting in different colours as it breaks around glass. Uh, your eyes slowly adjust, uh, especially those of you with dark vision. This is quite bright. Uh, and you get a sense of the room. It's a high room with a ceiling kind of vanishing above you in shining silver flames. Gradually you focus on the sources of light and it's somewhat confusing. Stacked on the walls in niches going all the way up and around the room are thousands of statues made of glass. Some are human shaped, others elves, dwarves, dragonborns, gnomes, etc. etc. Uh, each statue has a sort of white flame wafting about inside it the light bouncing against its insides Uh, right up above you hanging on chains from the ceiling you see a massive glass statue it is sprawled out with huge wings a long serpentile head claws and a whipping tail it is a glass statue of a dragon and it, again, it is held in place by massive black chains. On the lowest level, at eye level with Tilda, you see a whole host of halfling-shaped glass statues. And Tilda, it takes you a moment, and you recognise them all as people from your village. Pelicos, a few rows up, your eyes are drawn to the statue of Conway. And Dareth, you see some of your old family members, uh, like your grandmother, for example, who is uh, represented here. Uh, Tarmac strides in front of you and says, There! Your little scheme is uncovered. I don't know what you were hoping to achieve with this, but it stops now. What are they? Souls trapped in statues? What's it for, eh? Threatening people to vote for you? Is that it? Why don't we ask the person who put them there? I am. It was Gorlak, obviously. I heard it. I heard it in the mirror. I heard my own mother telling me it was Gorlak. Right, okay. Yes, yes, yes. This, this is going to, we should We should do this as an album. Yeah, maybe you should sit down for this. I don't need to sit down. I just need to stop this goblin. This and she's goblin. like pointing her um, staff at Gorlak. Whoa, 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 whoa. No staffs. No, 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 no waving staffs about. Just No staffs, no wands. Tom, my good land, sit down, please. <laughs> Uh, make a persuasion check, Pelicos. Fourteen. Okay, she she takes a step back, uh, but doesn't lower her staff. Uh, but she's like giving you a chance to kind of explain yourselves. Okay, I move in front of Gorlak just in case the staff mm-hmm. goes off. We are. I can't believe I'm going to be saying this. We're on the same side. The same. We're fighting for side. democracy. What do you mean? The free speech. There is what there is somebody else who doesn't want this election to go ahead. Somebody else who wants all the power for themselves. And it's not Gorlak, believe me. And it might be <laughs> you, but Well 
Yes, but at least you're fighting for an election. Which, yes, I'm struggling with it as much as you are. Um, no. The warlock. Malza. Uh, the great, you... great, great, great granddaughter or whatever of the space king. Yes, the moon king. Uh, can you roll another persuasion check? I'll give you advantage this time, because that was a good explanation. 23. Okay. Uh, she lowers her staff, and um, she looks at the glass statues. And goes, yes, I suppose this is a bit beyond even Gorlak's powers. It's... I mean- Look, yeah, do you, do you seriously think Gorlak could create all of these? He, he's a sorcery, yes. So am I, but we're not necromancers, for God's sake. Yes, but my, my mother's up there in one of these statues. and My mother's down here in one of these statues. My mother sadly isn't. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't bother looking, but my friend's up there in one of those. Uh, these Tilda, are, these are people a... who have died for democracy. Uh, Tilda, can you make an investigation check? 16. Ooh, that's just it. Just good enough. Uh, as you approach one of uh, your family members' um, statues, uh, you can just hear a voice within it uh, that's saying, Don't cast trust him. You can't trust you. The betrayer. The betrayer. You can't trust him. He'll you hurt can't you. trust him. The betrayer. He'll hurt you. The god betrayer. Like over and over on loop. I grab Gorlak's hand. Aww. Aww. <laughs> I'm sorry, glass statue of my auntie Millicent. <laughs> um, I don't believe that you would really say that. Um, I think that you might be a magic mirror type recording, uh, and not a real thing. So I... I'm not going to listen to you because I like Gorlak, and although his name is the Betrayer, I don't think that means that he's going to betray somebody because your name was Sploshfoot and you hated puns. Oh, that's really I, good. I, 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 I have an idea. <laughs> is is there actually any goblins in here? Uh, yeah, there are a couple of goblins. Yeah. What are they saying? Uh, make an investigation check. Woohoo. Oh, nat 20. Ooh. Nice. Okay, you go up to one of these goblins, and again, you hear within it the... You don't can't trust, trust him. He'll, He'll hurt, hurt you. you. The betrayer. The, betrayer. the, goblin. the goblin. Don't trust him. And Mrs. Tarmac. Mrs. Tarmac. Over here. Uh, she comes over and hears it, uh, and as you kind of get close, uh, with a natural 20, I think you at this point, Pelikos, realise all of the statues are saying in unison in their various different voices... You can't trust him. He'll hurt you. The betrayer. The goblin. Don't trust him. Don't trust him. Don't trust him. Over and over again. And Tarmac, like, reaches into her pocket and finds her own magic mirror. And you see, like, uh, an image of another uh, high elf who is saying the exact same thing through it. And she goes, that's my mother. They're all saying the same thing. What is well, if they're all saying the same thing, then it's very unlikely to be true because people who tend to chant things in unison are usually wrong. Um, I Tilda. think this news is somewhat false. <laughs> uh, Tilda, as you're um, 
stood next to one of your to your to your aunt. What was her name again? Did you say um, Mel- Millicent Sploshfoot? Millicent Sploshfoot reaches out a hand towards you and grabs your arm. Can oh. you make a strength save? Thirteen. You just managed to wriggle out, uh, but all the halflings are now coming out one by one, Whoa. and they're all saying in unison, "Don't trust him! Don't trust him! Don't trust him!" And they stomp, stomp, mm-hmm. stomp towards you. Um, I trust him because he's real and he's alive and he's not a magic mirror ghost. And I'm <laughs> sorry, uh, you know, I love you all, but you're not real. Uh. uh Tarmac sort of points her staff towards them and goes, but their souls are real. There's something is really wrong here. We have to do something. Uh, then she looks at you, Pelikos, and your helmet, and then looks at the glass figures, and uh, she reaches for your helmet. Um, excuse me. Um, permission first. Uh, sorry. Um... I'm Prime Minister, you see. I can usually just do things. Um, well, that's, that's the problem with you unicorns, is you just take stuff without asking. <laughs> well, that's the problem like, with like you rights, fables. Benefits. Eventually you run out of other people's magic. What? <laughs> uh, more of the glass ghosts are starting to rise and come down from their niches and march towards you. And they're all chanting in unison, Don't trust him. Don't I trust think him. I've made my point. Don't trust I'm him. going to take my helmet off and hand it to Tama Goodlands. Uh, she holds it aloft and looks towards the glass ghosts and then goes, How do you use this? Campaign Trail was written and produced by Joel Corner. It starred Aim Phoenix as Dareth Moonbeam, Stephen Poor as Pelicos the Various, and Joanne Hall as Tilda Northwanderer. The theme music is The News Team by Dr. Hollywood. Additional music credits are in the episode description. You can follow The Campaign Trail at thecampaigntrail.co.uk, on Twitter at thecampaigncast, on facebook.com forward slash campaigncast, at soundcloud.com forward slash joel-corner, that's J-O-E-L, C-O-R-N-A-H and at joelcorner.com Also please share these episodes with people who you think will enjoy them because we can't pay for advertising right now uh, but if you want to chuck us a few pennies to help us uh, perhaps one day afford advertising and better microphones and things uh, please visit our Kofi page at co-fi.com forward slash joelcorner that's J-O-E-L-C-O-R-N-A-H once again. In next week's episode, glass ghosts give up their secrets, but can democracy survive when false stories are being spread on the social media? Find out next time as we enter the end game. Until then, go back to your constituencies and prepare for adventure. 